everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, as always, Daniel Gotera, wrapping up another week as we get ready for Super Bowl 55 this week. Hope you guys had a productive one. Got some stuff done that you needed to get done. This episode, we're going to dive into a couple of things, including the Friday mailbag segment, which, uh, which I got some good questions this week from some folks. So we'll do that at the end of this show. But first, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Uh, thanks for all the support, as always. You know, I kind of see these podcast sessions sometimes as therapy sessions for me. Uh, I get to talk to the folks, get to talk to you guys out there. Hopefully you guys are enjoying what I'm saying, my thoughts on different issues. I, I eventually want to incorporate a video aspect to this thing. I'm trying to research which platforms would be the best to do that. I, I read today that Periscope is actually being done away with by Twitter. I mean, they, they bought it back in 2015. It's been on their platform. Now they're getting rid of it because apparently it costs too much. So I so Periscope is not an option. Uh, I don't want a full show like Twitch. Like Twitch is a full show. I, I know some folks that uh, have gone the Twitch route, but I, I don't know if I want to do that. I may just... I just incorporate some kind of live options for uh, for whatever the social media platforms have to offer. I don't know. I have to really uh, dive into that. I think a video element would be good for this podcast, right? I, what, what do you guys think? I, I think it'd be good. I, I, I want to throw that out there. You know, we are in uh, in TV after all, <laughs> and uh, most of the interviews that I do here, I, I cut up and feature them in stories and sportscasts throughout the week, uh, but. I think we should incorporate a video element, and that's kind of what I'm going to get at here too. Um, eventually, I got to research some things, get a new microphone. I'd like to not record in the car. That'd be good. I think we're working our way towards that. Maybe I can get a microphone with a nice shield. You who knows? Maybe ask the powers that be at the station to kind of help me out a little bit too. See what the equipment they have to offer. Get a green screen, maybe. You know, the possibilities are endless. So. I'm going to try to expand this as much as I can. Uh, the schedule is going to be committed a little bit more to the podcast, trying to find some interviews and such, because uh, some things are uh, being switched around, some different uh, some different pieces being moved. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to try to do some more stuff with the podcast, and uh, as well as uh, all the feature reports that I have for uh, Channel 11. Working on some good guests coming up next week. I'm not going to reveal them just yet, but I, th- I think I'm going to have some big names, hopefully on the podcast too, some nice interviews that can kind of go along with all the commentary. But today's episode, we're going to talk about several things. As you notice, the title of it called the Easterby videos. Now, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, you've seen these pop up. We know how bad of an influence Jack Easterby has been with the Texans. It's been an abject failure, um, all things considered. Now, I know there are some folks that are wondering, well, all this Easter hate is now coming from a lot of members in the media. That That's fine. Yes, it's true. I just didn't, re- for me personally, I didn't realize how bad it had gotten in there. I, I didn't realize how badly 
Cal McNair and the McNair family had been influenced by this guy to the point where they're they're firing people that have been there a really long time. Like this week, they let go of the equipment managers and people behind the scenes that you don't really hear of very much, but they've been there such a long time. And you, you see the reactions to the firings. They're like, oh my gosh, these are good people. I guess they didn't fit the culture. And obviously we know what that's coming from. That's Easterby and all his uh, dealings behind the scenes. But these videos that I'm talking about are cringeworthy. So you've seen them pop up. Different accounts have been posting them. Like, so Easterby would, would travel uh, the country. He'd be a public speaker. He'd go from one church to the next church, and he'd, he'd deliver these like motivational speeches and sermons and, and, and talk to people about different things going on in their life, what he's encountered in, in the sports world, stuff like that. I mean, he's a motivational speaker, right? Now, I know several motivational speakers that are awesome. I've had one on this show, Damon West. Go check him out if you haven't done so, or go listen to the interview that I had with him. I think it was episode five? Episode three, four, or five, somewhere around there, that was uh, Damon's episode. He is sensational. Now, see, that is a motivational speaker. Jack Easterby is not a motivational speaker. In fact, some of these videos that have been popping up, I'm going to play a couple of snippets because they're so cringeworthy and they're so awkward and odd that it makes you even more upset. No wonder some of the players are like, what is this dude talking about? Who the hell is this guy? And why should we pay attention to him? That guy doesn't know anything about football. It's a pandering type of language. And You know what? I'm just going to play the first one. I'm going to let you listen to it. Just, It's very short, but you kind of get the idea of where I'm going with this is This is him talking to a group ah, several years back. His name is Jesus, right? We know about Jesus, right? He hung on the cross. He fed 5,000, right? He, I'm just trying to feed me and my family. You know what I'm saying? He walked on water. Y'all think Jesus like Crip walked on water like he got out there. He was just like, hey, how y'all doing? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yikes. Yikes. I'm not even going to repeat what he said because I'm going to sound stupid in saying it. I mean, how? like I said, that's cringeworthy stuff. Here's another example. Then you go up to New York, right? You go up to New York, and I mean, you walk in the stadium, and as soon as you walk in the stadium, what you looking at? <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm, I'm looking at the game. I mean, there's a game. What are you looking at? What's up, kid? What you looking at, son? Not your kid, not your son. Just here for the game, bro. Like, chill out, man. It ain't that serious, right? I've made this point before. Like, we all know someone like this, right? Someone who... It's trying so hard to fit into a group or fit into an audience that he's speaking to. Like, it's pandering to the worst in the worst possible sense. It really is. Like, you listen to those videos, and I think I'm done. I'm not going to play anymore. But you can go online and find them. They're, they're all over the place. I mean, they're so bad. If you watch the video that accompanies those uh, sound bites that I just played, it makes it even worse, honestly. And keep in mind, this is a, a guy that should be behind the scenes. Nobody should be talking about this guy. So now these videos are surfacing. They're, people are just, I think they're trying to dig up stuff on him to just get him out of here. I don't know who found these videos, who's dug up all these videos. But I think people are just trying anything, literally trying to get through to the McNair family. What are you doing employing this guy? It's an embarrassment. The PR hits that this organization has taken repeatedly, they got rid of one of the better PR persons in the league, Amy Palchik. She was fantastic. I know to me, she was always great. Helped me negotiate, not negotiate, helped me land some interviews within the club. 
Obviously, I would have wanted some more, but you know, it is what it is. It's fine. But she was she was great. She's been there a long time. The only woman to be the head PR person of an NFL team. She got let go because she wasn't a fit anymore. I mean, things are happening there that are just hard to explain. And it's not even in the football sense anymore, right? Like, obviously, the product on the field is not good. The roster is not good. They have to fix all that. We've talked about it before. But, man, it's becoming a hard place to even work at. Like, all the right things are being said by the people at press conferences. Yeah, we're proud of this. But, like, the PR damage that's being done and the stories that you hear from people that are working there that I've talked to even – it's not good. Like, it's not a good atmosphere. And that, and that is troubling because you're trying to bring a winning mindset, a winning culture. I don't think this was like this when Bob McNair was there. Bob McNair would have never, never settled for any of this junk. And those videos just enhance the perception of the clown show that is the Texans right now in the front office. I mean, that... And I, I don't want to put it – I, I wish I was putting it another way. But that's what it is. Like, these videos are coming out. He's trending on Twitter because everybody's talking about these videos. I mean, I, I just – I don't understand it. I don't see what Cal McNair finds in this dude. You want to find it funny. You want to laugh. But even the audience reaction is kind of like, <laughs> it's like hitting a laugh track. With no audience, oh, we're gonna we're gonna make make sure this seems funny. Boom! Hit the laugh track. Hit the laugh track. At like really weird times, it's it's ugh, it's just it's just bad. I, I I said like I said, we all know someone like this. We all know somebody that's trying to fit in, trying to say the right things, but then coming off in such a bad way that it makes everybody else look worse. And and that's what that's what this is going on here. Those videos are cringeworthy. I think that's the word of the day on this podcast, cringeworthy, because it, it's just not it's not good. I, I hate I, I just hate it for the Texans organization, for the Texans fans to be seeing their team constantly dragged through the mud like this on a national level because of one guy that shouldn't be here. That that's really tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. And I, I feel I feel bad. I feel bad for the Texans fans and the Texans fan base for sure in, in that regard. All right. Moving on to happier things uh let's talk super bowl my pick for the super bowl uh, it's a tough one i think kansas city is going to win this thing i think they're favored three and a half is the last line i saw I'm, I'm, that might move before kickoff i think they cover uh kansas city i think he's got too many weapons i know tampa's defense is good they've been playing really well here in the playoffs so far three road wins in the playoffs that's impressive I know they have Tom Brady, but I think Patrick Mahomes, man, is just too much. They have too many weapons. Unless something happens early in that game, there's an injury, a lot of turnover, something goes on that gives the Bucs a chance to let them hang around. Now, that's one thing. You can't let Tampa hang around because, as we all know, Brady can make plays when it matters most. But I, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I said it on Sports Extra last week. I'm going to go with Kansas City 34-26. to Now, if you were in the betting mood, obviously you can bet on the game, but there are some fun things that you can bet on too. Super Bowl prop bets are always fun to look at. I pulled up some of these uh, according to sportsbetting.ag. Super Bowl prop bets. Uh, some of these are pretty funny, actually. Uh, let's see here. What will be mentioned first? Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl? Or Tom Brady's age? Boy, that's a tough one. I, I It depends. Like, 
mentioned first in what sense? In the broadcast of the game, in the pregame show? Uh, I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm actually going to go with Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl. That's the favorite. That's minus 140 right now. But there's value, I guess, at plus 100 for Tom Brady's age. That, that wouldn't be a bad that wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, let me see. Let's keep going through here. Andy Reid mask design. Chiefs branded logo, single color, no logo, or Hawaiian theme. Now, Andy Reid's been uh, been going with that cone mask, right? That, that's kind of what he's been wearing on the sidelines throughout the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to go with just, um, I don't know, man. Chiefs branded logo, that's the favorite. So th- I mean, there's no good value there. It's minus 2,000. I so I don't even know if that's worth taking a bet on. But look, how about this? Coach to have nostrils seen first during the game. So that means mask comes down and all that. I'm going to go with Bruce Arians on that. I know he's favored, too. We've seen him kind of go back and forth on it. He's got the whole getup, right? He's got the belt pack, wearing it on his chest instead of on the bell with the whole uh, headset, <laughs> the whole thing. It's kind of a, a different look for Bruce Arians. I think he's great, by the way. I think he's awesome for the game. But Andy Reid is the uh, underdog in this sense, but Bruce Arians is the favorite. So that's a, that's an interesting one. Let's go with, uh, oh, commercial props. Who will speak first in the Frito-Lay pregame commercial, Peyton Manning or Eli Manning? Well, Peyton's the favorite there. But these are, I mean, some of these are so funny, man. Will any scoring drive take less than the national anthem? No is plus 225, yes, 350. Uh, so that would mean, let's see, the National Anthem usually comes in. The plus minus on that is a minute and 59 seconds. Uh, they have a combo act this year, I think, for the National Anthem, I believe. If it's a combo act, I, I, I'm going to go with over. I think I think the, the stage has been set even for the National Anthem, although some people don't want to hear it. Another conversation for another day, on, in my point of view. Uh, I think... The bar has been set for these national anthems to be longer than two minutes. So that would mean this prop bet with the scoring drive had to be less than two minutes. I, any scoring drive less than the two minutes. Uh, I don't know. These defenses are kind of solid. Tom Brady likes to take the ball down the field a little bit. I think Tampa's defense won't give up the big plays as much. You don't know is at plus 225. That might be that might be decent right there. I, I may do the no on plus 225. Okay, let's see. Which player will be shown first during the national anthem? These are two, okay, Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey. I don't think either of them, but there's no either option. Uh, Will any player be raising a fist on the sideline during the national anthem? Yes is plus 900. No is minus 3,000. Oh, let's see. Oh, man, cross-sport bets. I think think the cross-sport bets are kind of funny, like this one. Which will be higher, Super Bowl 55 total first quarter points or Daytona 500 total different leaders? Ah, interesting. That's a good one. Um, Let's see here. Largest lead by either team. Game prop bets. Here we go. Largest lead by either team. Over or under 16.5 points. I got to go with the under there. I don't think it's going to get over 17. Like the Chiefs have a, a possibility to open it up a little bit, but I don't think it's going to get over 16 and a half to 17. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the under on 16 and a half. How about total time chains brought out for measurement? Over one and a half, under one and a half. How many times that's see that's something that you don't even think about, right? During a game? How many times the chains come out? I think that these two teams like to run the ball in certain situations. I'm going to go with the over on that. Over one and a half times. So 
That means we have to see the chains two times in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a lock. I think for me. Will there be an onside kick recovery? Boy. Yes, plus two thousand. Again, great value. No is minus eight thousand. That's ridiculous. Why would you bet on that? So maybe lay ten bucks on plus two thousand. Who knows? If it's a close game, you know, something like Sean Payton pulls off like an onside kick coming out of the locker room if one team's down. Who knows? It's Super Bowl. Anything can happen, really. Oh, man. Let's see. What else? Tom Brady rushing yards over half a yard or under half a yard? Boy, I have to look back at his stats, of his rushing stats this year. How about will Tom Brady score a rushing touchdown? No is minus 600. Yes, plus 425. They do do have Leonard Fournette with the Bucs. I don't even know if they're even going to risk Tom Brady scoring, but that would be kind of funny. And the thing that you have to think about, too, is, oh, the other one that I love is the Gatorade color bath at the end of the game. What color Gatorade is going to be in the bath for the head coach? You know, they got red, we got orange. Those are the typical ones. Purple is, I think, what, plus 750 at this point, depending on what site you look at. I've never seen purple dropped on anybody. So I, I gotta, I'm probably going to bet on orange. If it's the Chiefs, they're probably drinking red. I haven't seen green either, or light green or lime. That's an interesting one. Uh, but will Tom Brady score rushing touchdowns? I'm going to go no. That's the favor. That's minus 600. Again, not really worth betting on at that point. So, hey, if you're into that sort of stuff, there's a huge list of prop bets anywhere on the Internet. Just try to find it. I'm going to try to post something on this, too, if I get around to it this weekend for prop bets, if you're interested in that. You've got mail. Oh, hey, there you go. It's the mail time segment. I added a little... uh audio clip there try to jazz this podcast up a little bit as much as i can so i asked as always on my facebook page give me some questions heading into the weekend friday mailbag segment and i got some interesting ones some folks here I- i'm gonna start with this one arpen arpen gupta um a shout out to arpen he's a friend of mine he and his wife Supna, fantastic great people he left a question on here. What is your favorite flavor of White Claw? Now, some people may think I'm girly or I should be drinking beer instead of White Claw. I got to be honest with you guys. Uh, I like throwing back some White Claws. Throwing back some White Claws is not a bad deal. Like, I love beer. Don't get me wrong. I'll drink I'll drink some brews. But, man, when the time is right, you don't want to feel full. Man, I'll throw, back down, I'll throw down some White Claws, especially on the beach. Oh, man, when the weather's great. Crack one open. For me, I got to go with natural lime. Lime is my go-to flavor. I do like black cherry as well. Not really a big raspberry guy. Ruby grapefruit is not bad, too. Mango's too sweet. It's gotta, I got to find the, uh, the, right, the right balance of taste. And for me, it's lime. Lime just hits right every single time. So, yeah, make fun of me if you want. I, I drink White Claws. It's totally cool. I'm perfectly secure in my masculinity as well. I'll carry the can around, too. I don't mind. White Claws are amazing, and I will throw down anytime I can. Okay, how about, hey, Sapna also left me, Arpan's wife, she left me a comment. Do I like chai, which is an Indian version of tea? I, I, not, not, I'm going to say no. I'm sorry, Sapna. No. Let's see. What do we got here? What other questions do we have? Oh, Clint Jenkins has two questions, one sports-related, one non-sports. First question how would you fix the Deshaun Watson situation if they ask you to fix it? Well, for me, it's simple. You have to be able to get him in the room. Honestly, you have to get in the room with him. That's the first part. Actually, let me take that back. The first part is you fire Jack Easterby 
immediately. Should have been done yesterday. You get rid of him. He's the one that's just torpedoing this entire franchise at this point. So you fire him. Then you kind of bring everybody back together and be like, look, all right, I realize what I've done. If I'm Cal McNair, if I'm running the situation, I'll be like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that guy. We kind of got sucked into whatever he was, uh, mind control games that he was running against us. So sorry. He's gone. Let's bring everybody back. Sit everybody back down and take a deep breath. Okay, let's get this back on track. I'll have Nick Casario and the coach, which I wouldn't have hired anyway. By the, by, I wouldn't have hired David Cully. I would have hired somebody else. But if you're giving me the situation the way it is, I get Casario and Cully to sit down in a room with him after I fire Jack Easterby, and let's start talking. Let's figure out a path forward. If there is a path forward, maybe there's not. Even if you fire Easterby, maybe he doesn't want to stay here. But that conversation between those three men has to be had. Cully, Casario, and Watson need to sit down and talk like professionals, like men, and figure this out. If you can't come to an agreement there, then you trade him, and that's fine. Everybody is satisfied with it. Everybody goes their own separate way. Things have been done that can't be rectified. Well, you can't control that, but it... As of right now, the first thing that needs to be done is fire Easterby. Then that conversation needs to be had to see if things can be fixed with Deshaun Watson. And if I won the Mega Million, what would you do with the money? Well, peace out, guys. I'm going to go buy an island somewhere. I'm going to set up shop. No, I'm just kidding. Eventually, I'll buy the island. I would you know, take care of a bunch of debts um, to pay off those things, pay off credit cards, you know, mortgages, take care of all that. I would take care of my family. Um, pay off their uh, loans, anything going on with them. I'd, I'd invest in some properties, uh, get into that game a little bit. Uh, let me see. I'd buy, what, what would I buy? I'd have a lot of fun trying to spend it. I'd buy an island, maybe. Maybe an island. I don't know if I'd buy a private plane, but I hate flying commercially, so maybe that's the way to go, too, if I won the Mega Millions. There's so many options. Like I said, you'd have a lot of fun spending so much money. But uh, I think I would I would do that. I would I would invest in real estate. I would invest. I would make some serious investments with some of that money. Then I'd pay off some mortgages, pay off that. I would help out my family and anything that they needed. And then I would just have some fun, man. Go on vacations, go on trips. I don't know if I'd quit my job. Like there's that discussion of like if you win the mega millions, would you quit your job? I don't know if I'd necessarily quit my job because I feel like all of us need some kind of structure in our lives. Plus I have fun with what I do. Um. So I don't know if I'd quit my job. That's a good question. You know, it's fun to play that Would You Rather game. My wife got a book for Christmas about that Would You Rather game. I think it's kind of fun to play that kind of game. So thank you, Clint, for the questions. Uh, Let's see. What other questions are there? What was your favorite David Reed KXII moment? So before I got to KHOU, I worked at a station called KXII in Sherman, Texas. It's an hour north of Dallas. I didn't know where it was to begin with as I was getting out of school, but it turned out to be just a great stop for me in my career, a great first landing job. I mean, it was it was fantastic. I mean, I, I had a great time in Sherman. That's where I met my wife. So a lot of memories there. Well, my boss for a short time there was David Reed. He's the sports director. He's been there a long time. He's from the area. He's like a god up there, man. Everybody knows David Reed. He does sports at Channel 12. And keep in mind, Channel 12, KXI, is a dominant number one. At least when I was there, dominant number one station in the market. Like they, they owned everybody, especially their competitor, K10, the NBC affiliate there. They, they, they crushed them when I was there. I don't know how things are now. I'm sure it's still the same. 
Um, so anyway, uh, what was my favorite moment of D. Reed? Oh man, David Reed had so many good uh, good things for me. I, I think uh, it wasn't just a moment. I, I think for me, David Reed showed me uh, a lot of love and gave me the confidence that I could do this job. Right, like he didn't have to give me the opportunities that he did. I was a news reporter first. I always wanted to do sports, obviously, but um, I took the job at KXII thinking that. I just need to get my foot in the door, right? So I was there. I did my job. I told him I wanted to do sports. He was the sports director, and he slowly worked me in to sports, doing live shots for Friday Night Football. And I just I just appreciated that from him. He he, he didn't say no to me, and that, and that I'm forever grateful for. And he was just a good dude, man. Money Reed. Money Reed, dude. What's your favorite sports moment since being in Houston? Since being in Houston, man, that was in 1992. Came down to Houston in 1992. I think for me, my my favorite sports moment in Houston had to have been the Rockets winning those championships. Those teams were so fun to watch, especially when they were the sixth seed in their second title. Nobody thought they were going to do anything. I remember watching Marielli's Kiss of Death on a little TV in a kitchen at my friend's house. Uh, we watched that, and... That, that run was really, really special. So I've been in Houston for a long time, 28 years. This is my home. I don't want to go anywhere. This is where I want to be, raise my family. It's such a great town. I love this city. love the people. love everything about it. Um, sports moment-wise, I guess since 92, I would say with the Rockets championships because the city was so alive. And, then, and second, for me, uh, was probably the, the Astros. The scandal notwithstanding, you can't take away the feelings felt during that Astros championship run. The city came alive after what happened with Harvey. I mean, it was just so, so cool um, to see the city just wake up, man. Just wake up after that terrible, terrible storm. And the Astros gave them that hope. Astros played for the city. And I don't care what happened afterwards, what was found out, and anything. You can't take away those emotions that were felt when the Astros won the championship. So, Jed, that is my answer there uh, on that question. And uh, let me see. What's another one that I can answer here? Oh, here we go. Steven asking me, Kep Brantley, Tucker looks to be real. Straw's a baby gamble. Is it worth chasing Reddick, and could they make room for him on the 40? Old extra coach dudes in in of, of themselves aren't bad. I uh, mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it, man. I, I don't. I. Th- I think. I think you got to ride with your young talent at this point. I mean, Reddick's a good guy, great, good player, not consistent enough. Hasn't been consistent enough lately um, to pay what he's going to be asking. Now, if he, if he takes a discount and he just wants to stay in Houston, I know he has two young boys. Maybe he doesn't want to move around anymore. That'd be great. It wouldn't be bad to have a guy like that, as you mentioned, a kind of a extra coach on the on the bench coming coming off the coming off the bench and you know platoon roles. But I don't know if Reddick wants to do that. Maybe he wants to go start somewhere. And some of these guys haven't signed yet. So, I, but I, don't, I think the Astros should ride with their young talent and see what they have instead of you know continuing to pay some of these older guys. Uh, gut prediction. Final question from Margaret. Gut prediction on MLB start time. Go the full season. As I said in the last episode, go the full season. I think they start on time. If not on time, I think maybe a couple of weeks. I think the players want to start on time. The owners have a big say in this too, but those negotiations are going to happen. But if I had my say, I would go with on time, maybe two weeks, but play in April and get try to get as much of a full season 
as you can. That was the mailbag segment. That was timeout with DG, the Friday edition. I hope you have a good weekend. As I said, my Super Bowl pick, Kansas City 34, Tampa 26. Don't lay any money on that. I'm just giving you my prediction because it's fun. I don't want to be responsible for any lost wages or or lost money down the road here. But uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in. As always, next week going to be a fun week on the podcast. Hopefully have some good interviews. Uh, Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. Stay safe. Don't stomp your feet. Go ahead and cheer loudly. Come on, that's ridiculous. We talked about those CDC rules yesterday. Have a good time. Have a great weekend. Stay warm. It's going to be cold. It's going to be colder next weekend. What is going on here? I don't like this. Anyway, have a good time this weekend. Have fun, and I will talk to you later. See ya.